and welcome to episode 648 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus, presented by the Play Index at BaseballReference.com. I am Ben Lindbergh of Grantland, joined as always by Sam Miller of Baseball Prospectus. Hello, Sam. Can I banter real quick? Real, real quick? You can. We were talking yesterday about the effects of uh, of shortening the season, and we couldn't figure out the TV thing. My, uh, I, I believed that it would not cost much money, and yet I couldn't ha- figure out the TV, why, you know, the TV thing. And I think I figured out why it won't matter for TV. I don't think that baseball revenue, TV revenue, has anything to do with ratings. It has to do with uh, getting a certain number of diehard people to subscribe to a cable company, and uh, the kind of irreplaceability. Of, of sports coverage in some people's lives is what makes them uh, pay for you know cable. And so it doesn't really matter whether you have 160 or 130 games. I think the same, roughly same number of people uh, would subscribe to cable. Furthermore, when we were talking about um, uh, how uh, if there were, say, 30 fewer games, I thought attendance would only go down by a much smaller amount. Not only that, but uh, uh, expenses, stadium expenses would go way down. Uh, because you wouldn't have to have the stadium open all those games. And so, in fact, it might actually be more profitable. All right, there you go. <laughs> okay. All right, you have justified your argument from yesterday. Okay, so today we are doing a draft. Everyone likes drafts. Drafts made the bracket of effectively wild things that people like. So we have two guests today. One you have heard before on this podcast, Doug Thorburn of Baseball Prospectus. Hello, Doug. Hello. And a second guest, Jeff Zimmerman of Fangraphs and the Hardball Times. Hello, Jeff. Hello. Okay, so we are doing a draft of pitchers, but not just any pitchers. This is a no Tommy John draft. So essentially, we are trying to draft pitchers who we think are likely not to have Tommy John surgery or just to be durable. The The rules of this of this draft, which was proposed by Dan Brooks, are... You get 10 points for every start that a pitcher makes, and you get negative 300 points for a Tommy John surgery. And that is it. So you accumulate points as guys make starts, and if they get hurt, some other injury, then you just stop accumulating points, but there's no extra penalty on top of that, unless there is Tommy John. And if there's Tommy John, then you lose basically a season's worth of points. Performance doesn't matter. It's just, did the guy start? And we are having Doug and Jeff on. Doug, because he is mechanics expert, he has studied pitchers for many years, writes about pitchers at BP. Jeff also has done a lot of analysis on pitcher injuries. He does pitcher injury projections. He's done Tommy John analyses. So we thought we would get a mechanics guy and a stats guy. Although in these cases, as usual, those distinctions are somewhat arbitrary as both guys do both things um should we should we summarize what we know about pitcher injuries should we talk about that do we not want to give away any secrets before we draft or just just for the listeners so that they know what we have in mind or what what the research has shown i mean jeff do you want to summarize what you've what you've found what goes into your projections of what makes pitchers healthy yeah i they can just read what I've done, it's no big secret. The three big keys I've found is age. The younger the pitcher, the less likely they're to be injured. Also, um, a previous injury. Mm-hmm. Any pitcher that has had elbow injuries in the past will likely have them in the future. And then the final bit is actually being an established 
major league pitcher. It's like, can they handle the full workload of throwing as hard as they did, you know, you know, they can continue to pitch like this for many years. Like once you get about three years established, it kind of gives you a nice baseline. There's a few other things I've noticed where like high breaking ball usage um, can also cause injuries. And also one precursor to injuries I've noticed more and more is when p- pitchers just start throwing balls out of the strike zone, like they can't get their um, fastballs across. Their mechanics are hurt by um, being able to throw. There's also a little bit of work that's been done. I've done and, I probably should expand on it more on um, velocity. Just higher velocity pitchers seem to get hurt more often. Mm-hmm. So um, when you say younger, uh, is there a point where uh, it, it reverses? Because I think most uh, many BP readers uh, will be familiar with the injury nexus, the work that Nate Silver and Will Carroll did about a decade ago that found a particularly uh, fragile time in a pitcher's life from uh, like something like 19 to 23 or 22 uh, before that. Uh, is that um, is that old knowledge? Is that has that been reversed, or does the younger is better uh, hypothesis or or uh, uh, heuristic, I guess, uh, uh, f- uh, start to break down at that age? The one thing that's working against it is they get a bonus for being young, but then they're also not established. So someone like Jordana Ventura only has like one really one season of throwing. He's still really, even though he's young, he hasn't established himself to be able to do it year after year after year. Mm-hmm. So I, that's one of the caveats that those are kind of weighing against each other. If you can find someone that's young and been able to do it for those three seasons or be able to kind of establish the workload, then that's kind of the pitcher I will be targeting. Mm-hmm. Okay. As, as a giveaway. <laughs> right. And yeah, and, and Russell Carlton did some research at BP a couple of years ago, found essentially the same thing that you're saying, that having been on the DL is is the big, big thing. If you've been hurt before, you are likely to get hurt again, or more likely, much more likely, um, and and age also. And yeah, so so that's what we're working with here. I guess we, we all have the same sort of basic understanding. Maybe you each have some extra expertise. Maybe Doug has some mechanics tricks up his sleeve, some injury factors in the delivery or something that we're not picking up on, but we'll see how it wait, works. I want, wait, I want to hear Doug's answer to the same question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't just, think... You want the teams to announce their draft strategies no, before I mean, the draft. No, if he tells me something about a, you know, like a, a, you know, a trigger or a warning or something like that, I don't think I'm going to then immediately. First of all, I don't think I'm going to then be able to immediately apply it to 120 starting pitchers. But second of all, as you'll find out, it won't matter because I have a plan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, the the big one, the big precursor we found when it came to uh, elbow injury is what we call elbow drag, and there's actually a lot of things that go into that. Um, typically, guys who are big on torque, especially upper body or uh, who have a pronounced delay after foot strike. I often refer to it as the double-edged sword because by having a bigger delay, they allow their hips to open up, so they increase hip-shoulder separation. But the big issue is that sometimes the arm is so late that they end up experiencing elbow drag. So they're kind of dealing with, they want to have more, in general, they want to have more of a delay, a longer delay, but they get too far, and that's when they can be in that injury risk zone. So one example, a guy I won't be drafting today uh, Jordan Zimmerman, and I think I gave him the he gets some of the highest mechanics in or the, some of the highest grades in all of baseball. I love his delivery when just looking at the grades on the report card, 
But there's a reason why he's had Tommy John in the past. The guy has uh, elbow drag on almost every pitch. And on top of that, he throws really hard. And with velocity, that is something that I've noticed. So I, I tend to target guys who don't throw crazy hard. So if a guy goes cr- throws crazy hard and has elbow drag, then I won't be touching him. So even though I really like Jordan Zimmerman as a pitcher, I wouldn't be taking him for this exercise. I would have 100% been taking Jordan Zimmerman. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have a quick question for, for Jeff about the established at the major league level uh, part of this. Uh, is this because, uh, I, I'm going to need to figure out a way to phrase this, but uh, is this, uh, does this only apply to pitchers who are in the majors? Like what I'm saying is, is it something about being in the majors that puts strain on pitchers? Like, does this also apply to pitchers who are only in college or only in, you know, low A and therefore don't have the, the strain of the, the full season workload? Uh, or is, is the established in the majors filter simply a way of saying like that he's a Superman, that he's, you know, better than everybody. Uh, and that's true whether, you know, he's no matter what level he's at. I think there's definitely something with the workload because in college you're pitching once a week, not every five days. And that it, just gives you a chance to show that you can actually pitch in the majors. There's just some pitchers that just can't hold up to it. And um, that's just, I think, part of the, the deal. I'm kind of worried that I haven't totally separated out elbow and shoulder, so I'm probably going to nail a bunch of guys getting shoulder injuries, but um, uh-huh. we'll have to figure that out as we go along here. So let's say that Jordano Ventura, for some random reason out of all of our control, what, uh, had to spend the entire year like it, maybe it's like a like an elaborate prank or something. But he had to spend the entire year pitching for like the University of North Carolina or uh, you know uh, in the Sally League or something like that. Uh, would he still be at an in, at an elevated injury risk because he hasn't established himself at the major league level? I would say not at college, but probably in the single A level. Okay, but still they're, they're not throwing as many games. They definitely don't throw as long. I mean. There'll still be an extra month in camp while the major league teams are already starting to play. Okay. All right. All right. I've crossed, I've crossed all the guys with elbow drag okay. off my list. Oh, so, and so I'm ready now. We should clarify one rule before we go. Uh, uh, your, the calendar does not end for this competition until April 1st, 2016. So this will include everybody who has Tommy John next spring. Yes, and as I found recently, spring is a big danger time for Tommy John. For guys who end up getting Tommy John, like a quarter of those injuries happen in spring training or in March. So right. we want and to as, include that in our in our sample here. And as you found, one reason for that seems to be that some pitchers think that, that an offseason will help them, but the injury actually happened in the season, in the regular season, right. and they tried to pitch through it. And so... We don't want to lose any. We really want to make sure that everybody gets as many 300-point penalties as possible. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so we're we're going to do seven rounds, we think, four picks each. So 28 starters. So seven guys, seven guys to a team, which is clearly enough to establish our true talent at picking Tommy John guys from non-Tommy John guys. This will be statistically significant and conclusive in every way. So... We have determined the draft order beforehand for once instead of making people listen to us do that like we always do. So who goes first? Doug goes uh, first. I go Doug first. goes first. Okay. Go, Doug. And if we if we want to give a little brief rationale for why we are giving these guys, then I guess that would be nice. Okay. 
Well, uh, for my first selection of the Tommy John avoidance draft, I go with uh, an old man, actually, Ari Dickey. Mm. And I kind of feel like I'm cheating by choosing oh, Dickey. Uh, he has no UCL, <laughs> so he's not going to get Tommy John. <laughs> I, I am now rooting for R.A. Dickey to get the worst case of pneumonia ever. Like, I want him, I want him to step in a bear trap and not be found until September. That sounds fatal. Uh, so, so he fails the age test, but uh, not having a UCL put him over the top for me. Um, yeah, we wow. definitely should that is, have that, is, that. It's dirty. It is but, dirty. It is pretty dirty. But it's yeah. fair. That's how you it's win. All right. He's a major league pitcher. Okay. <laughs> <Ben's up. laughs> Brady Aiken had a little UCL, right? And he's still yeah. got Tommy John, so <laughs> maybe maybe Ari Dickey will decide that he wants to have a UCL for the first time in his life. Does that count hey. if he decides to get a UCL? Oh right, he's not he's not replacing his his old one. He's just getting one for the first time. I think that counts. (laughs) All right, I'm supposed to go. All right, I'm gonna go with Rick Porcello, and I'm gonna go with Rick Porcello for a few reasons. He's young, so he's got the youngness going for him. Youth is the word I was looking for there. He has a clean track record of injuries. He's not been injured and he's in his walk years so maybe he'll pitch through some stuff that he wouldn't pitch through otherwise for getting me some some extra 10 points and he's in not a great rotation so even if he's kind of bad his job is probably safe so i'm going with rick porcello that's good that's a good pick doesn't doesn't throw particularly hard either so he's got that going for him no no elbow drag right ben (laughs) um (laughs) Doug, what would you say about his elbow drag? Because I would probably uh, agree. not a worry. He was it. definitely on my list. I, I dig it. Exactly. See? I, right. I spotted his lack of elbow drag. Good thing. All right. <laughs> Jeff's up. All right. I'm going to go completely off my list and go with the man with the greatest injury history of all time and take Mark Burley. Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> why do you have a list? You're the guy with the list. We brought you here because you have a list. <laughs> You're going <laughs> off it immediately. I will go off it immediately before he gets taken. He has never been on the DL. He throws. I may throw harder than he does. So, so I, I, I love Mark Burley. I, you know, I would have taken Mark Burley at some point in this draft. But at what point does the age cancel out? Like, how old would Mark Burley have to be for you not to draft him in this draft or with your first pick? Like, if he, if he maintained this level of performance until he was fifty and he was still pitching at this level. Would you draft Mark Mark Burley as a 50-year-old just because he hadn't been hurt? I would probably start drawing the line somewhere over 40. Uh-huh. There's a lot of weak throwers that have made it to about 40. I think about that point, I think they just get tired of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're just like, well, I've done. I've made my money. I'm going to go do something else. But uh-huh. if he's decided to pitch for this season, I, I will take him. And he just seems to go out there all the time, never gets hurt. So... Yeah, like I said, he's the one guy that's just he'd never been on the DL at that age. It's pretty impressive. I'm somewhat surprised that he made it to the third pick. That's how obvious he is. Uh-huh. Uh to this, Well, Doug uh, cheated with his Doug pick, cheated, so. yeah. but still, uh, <laughs> so, so I think you were smart. I, I don't think he would have made it, you know, past three rounds. And 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 you know, I thought about having as a strategy guys who are old who wouldn't bother going through a Tommy John who would just retire before they they did that. That seems like a fairly 
safe strategy, right? I mean, there's got to be 10 pitchers out there who have no desire to rehab. I mean, it's a brutal rehab. Uh, they're not coming back. They would just retire. Like A.J. Burnett, I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to give you any hints. But A.J. Burnett ain't getting Tommy John. You know what I mean? A.J. Burnett is going home. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, there is no doubt that A.J. Burnett would just walk away if his elbow snapped. Um, so I thought about that as a strategy. I also thought about doing only guys who just had Tommy John uh, but are on the mound, you know, because it does seem like uh, if you have Tommy John, it's, it's no guarantee that you won't have another one in the next year. But once you're on the mound, it feels to me like you've got about four good years, generally speaking. But yeah. There's research to that effect, right, Jeff? There's like a, a grace period, honeymoon period after the Tommy John comeback? Yeah, you kind of, the rehab usually determines, you usually don't even make it back to the majors if you get the second one right away. Mm-hmm. it's like they find out in the minors that things aren't right but once you get in the majors and make it about 30 innings you're probably can make it for the season then yeah mm-hmm. exactly all right so i thought about those as strategies but ultimately what i decided to do and my pick my first pick is going to be anibal sanchez just so you guys know uh, uh. but ultimately what i decided to do is i took uh pakoda and i sorted by uh, projected games started and i took the top 100 and i put them in a spreadsheet and then i went to a random number generator and I put in 1 to 100. And I'm going to let Randy, the random number generator, uh, pick mine. And I'll tell you why I'm going to do this. I feel like, to some degree, we've gotten to the, uh, you know, cholesterol cholesterol in eggs uh, uh, part of this research where every three or four years, everything we thought we knew is uh, overturned. Uh, I don't remember who it was that I wrote, uh, that I read recently, but uh, wrote in, I think, a BP article. Some some like uh, axiom along the lines of whatever you're looking at is the thing that you're over focused on. That basically just anything you think is like our brains are not capable of putting things in perspective. So anything you think is a factor, you are over 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 focusing on that factor. And this is sort of like the Time Magazine theory that if you want to know what not to invest in, just see what uh, economic trend time magazine is reporting is the the hot new thing because once it gets to time magazine it's almost certainly overexposed and wrong and uh so that is nothing against doug's amazing work which is uh you know he's uh, super smart that's why he's here and jeff's incredible work also super smart i read it all I, i love it i take it seriously uh but i'm going to go with the fatalistic there is nothing we know and nothing we can predict and uh see if my random number generator can beat you guys so pick one, Anibal Sanchez. <laughs> I gotta say, Anibal is kind of a reach at uh, round round one for uh, for Randy there. <laughs> I, no, I agree. I am giving myself. I'm giving myself uh, one veto in case I land on Hiroki Kuroda. <laughs> or like you, Darvish. You, Darvish is on my spreadsheet. Like he's number fifty-one. I, if I give myself one veto in case I uh, Randy lands on something that that I can uh, throw away right away. <laughs> okay, Doug, you're up. You got any more guys with no UCLs up your sleeve? <laughs> no, that was, that was the only trickster I got. Um, <laughs> but I will go with uh, Jose Quintana. He's mm. 26, so he's he's kind of in that nice little sweet spot where he's got consecutive 200-inning seasons. He's established himself at the major league level, but he hasn't thrown an insane number of pitches there. He's got like 536 innings in the majors. He throws you know, about average. He averages a little over 92 miles an hour on his fastball. And he has an absolutely clean injury record. So um, I like him mechanically. I like that he's big balance and kind of low on the power. So uh, for this kind of exercise, I think he's perfect. 
Okay, and I'm going to take Felix, and I don't want to hear from any Mariners fans if Felix ends up having Tommy John surgery. I didn't jinx it. It's not my fault. I didn't break Felix. But Felix is not old, although he's been pitching forever, so I don't know whether that makes him riskier that he started so young and has a lot of innings on his arm, even though they were managed pretty responsibly, it seems like. But fairly clean injury history, no DL since 2008, and that was an ankle strain. And he did have a did have an elbow strain in 2007. That scares me a little bit, but I figure if he can get through seven seasons after that and be okay, probably all right. Doesn't throw very hard anymore. Throws change-ups over 30% of the time. Who's going to have Tommy John throwing change-ups 31% Wait, of the time? Because, because you throw a change-up just as hard as you throw a fastball, Ben. That's the that's one of, uh, Stan Conti told me this uh, not mm. that long ago. That that's, that's one of the issues is that everybody these days throws every pitch as hard as they can. There's no pitch hmm. uh, other than maybe a curveball that you ease off of. And so, yes, the changeup doesn't go as fast. That's because you're gripping it in an artificially, you know, a speed-suppressing way. You're throwing hmm. it with just as much effort. Hmm. Okay. My, my argument against that, uh, not necessarily against that, but, you know, obviously Conti kind of knows what he's talking about. But when it comes to change-ups versus, say, breaking balls, with a changeup, you have natural pronation, and the arm always pronates after every pitch. So throwing breaking balls, the arm is supinated. So if you imagine like a karate chop uh, kind of forearm angle. So to throw a breaking ball in order to get to the natural pronation that occurs after release point, the arm has to twist more on a breaking ball than it does on, say, a changeup. So it seems to me that mechanically a changeup is a little bit easier on the, on the arm, but I haven't done any research to actually back that up so that's total conjecture at this point yeah my point precisely no you're right and stan condi knows what he's <laughs> stan condi does not know what i am reporting he told me like <laughs> like i might be completely mangling whatever it was he said so uh don't yeah, don't listen to this don't <laughs> and felix this even when i'm channeling somebody who you should listen to felix doesn't throw very hard anymore uh, is there a is there a velocity loss risk factor jeff do we know that or once you have Tommy John, or no, just as a warning sign for injuries or Tommy John specifically. No, usually I hate to say the velocity loss is a lot of times more with elbows. Usually the Tommy John is just like it just happens. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of slowing down. It, the guy just decides to break. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, Felix, it is. You're up, Jeff. I will take Mike Leak. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of going off your first one, or, and with the Jose Quintana pick, young guy, no recent injury history, starting a lot of games, doesn't throw hard, just doesn't have a lot of warning signs, just seems like he's going to be my pick. Good all-around athlete, too. I, I don't know if there's any, any way of putting that into a spreadsheet, but I like a guy who's a good all-around athlete. <laughs> Okay. It means he probably didn't specialize in baseball uh, w when he was nine years old. And mm -hmm. I hear all the time about how bad it is to specialize in baseball. Good point. All right. Well, Randy, uh, Randy gave me Jose Quintana, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to go to Randy's next pick, uh, which is Jorge De La Rosa. <laughs> all right. Good pick. Better than the first time, pick. Time will tell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anybody... Anybody like Jorge De La Rosa? I'm trading. <laughs> I, I'm willing to trade. Uh, no, that's okay. Uh, you can have him. 
<laughs> You're already losing starts. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Doug? Um, I'll go with Wei Yin Chen. Mm. Uh, once again, a guy who doesn't throw incredibly hard, but throws hard enough and uh, is big on the balance, low on the power in his delivery. He's a little bit older than, say, the Quintana class, but still short of 30. Um, he pitched a bit more in Japan, but his, his combined innings between Japan and the majors is uh, around 11.50, something like that. So not uh, not completely over the top. So that's my mm-hmm. next one. Okay. And I'm going to go with another Red Sox, Wade Miley, who is 28 years old, has never been on the DL uh Maybe in the minors. In the minors, he had a left shoulder strain in 2011. That's the only only black mark on his resume, and he's been durable for the last few years. 29 starts, 33 starts, 33 starts. So nothing nothing scares me about Wade Miley. So I'm going with Wade Miley. Okay. All right. Jeff. I am going to take – actually, I'm more worried about him just not pitching because he's not that good of a pitcher. But I will go with Travis Wood. Oh, another good athlete. <laughs> I like him. I like them both. He and Leek, both good athletes. I like those guys. Uh, is, are you on your list yet, Jeff? Are, are you still going off list? Because I, I, I want to know who is at the top of your list, but I don't want you to tell us until you. I have, I have, I have Jeff's yeah, list. They've been stealing players from the top of the list right now. The top guy is not selected. Really? Right. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit worse, worrisome. I will maybe take him toward the end, but yeah, he's not. I have some issues with them. Is this is this list this list is all injuries, not just uh, Tommy John's? Is that right? Just DL, yeah. Okay. I wonder, huh? I wonder if I can guess who that is. That's a, huh? And he's worrisome, huh? Well, is he worrisome because he threw 285 innings last year? <laughs> he is a guy that that we were on even before. Yeah, the that's playoffs last year. Well, no, you, uh, Doug and I were talking about this last, last year we had Doug on and we asked Doug who to pick a pitcher who was the least likely to have Tommy John. Do you remember that Ben? Nope. Cause I had asked him that, uh, when we had, uh, had, had tacos, uh, a few days earlier and he had said a few months earlier, I guess. And he'd said Jose Fernandez, and Jose Fernandez went and had Tommy John, so we asked him <laughs> to give us a new one, and he picked the guy you're talking about. And he also told me this week that he is uh, no longer at the top of Doug's list because of the 285 inning. We are talking about Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. Yes. As mm-hmm. we were doing even before. <laughs> before yeah. the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, okay. All right. So my pick, uh, and I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on my pick, uh, <laughs> is Trevor Bauer. Ah, okay. What do we uh, think Trevor Bauer? Trevor Bauer is a guy uh, who uh, is unusual, and for that reason, uh, well, for the particular reasons he's unusual, uh, has has tried to sell himself as unbreakable and and so on. He does the long tossing. He does the Woolforth and all that. Uh, what's, what do you think of, of Trevor Bauer? Uh, I'm worried about his ability <laughs> just to make starts. I think there's yeah. uh, there's a lot for him to figure out, and there's the possibility, whether it's injury or performance-related, I'd be worried about him taking the hill 30 times. All right. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Me too. I don't need him to do 30 <laughs> times. I don't need 30. I need 21 without a Tommy John. I'll, you guys will get beat up on your Tommy Johns. As long as I get 21 out of everybody with no TJ, I'm good. <laughs> okay. 
Doug, you're up. My plan with De La Rosa is that his groin tightness will last until September. He'll give me six good starts with no Tommy John. You guys will all be in the negatives. This is <laughs> this is your this was your strategy in um in some other draft we did, right? Like where you you just wanted to avoid the big negative guys, and I was going for positive points. Yeah, this was the uh, the under the 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 worst contracts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the I, worst. Yeah. Right. Worst. And I was drafting. I, right. I was drafting guys who weren't playing. <laughs> yeah. <basically>. Yeah. <laughs> Your strategy in every draft is <laughs> getting guys who don't play. Yeah. Okay. All right, Doug. Uh, my next one is Gio Gonzalez. Uh, to me, he's similar to Chen. Same age. Same velocity range. Same workload. Um, you know, he had a bit of a barking shoulder last year, but his elbow has been sound so far. Really like his delivery. So uh, I'm going to go with Gio. Okay, and I think I'm going to take, I don't feel great about this one, but I'm going to take Ian Kennedy. He is 30 years old. He has pitched 200 or close to 200 innings uh, every year since 2010 or so. And eh, I don't know. I'm not taking any any flamethrowers in this draft. Sort of scared of flamethrowers. Kennedy was on my list. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, <laughs> he was on Randy's list? Yeah, he's in uh, the top 100. Okay. He, he was on my short list, too. And part of that is he's a, he's a Tom House guy, so I know a little bit more about his conditioning and his, what he's doing to prepare himself. And so I know that he's doing the necessary, whether it's backside shoulder muscle work or uh, flexibility work to make sure that he's as efficient as possible. There's a couple of guys that I, I know that a little bit more about what they're doing in their training. And so with someone like, like Kennedy... I, I'm definitely going to trust someone like that a little bit more than somebody that I have no idea. All right. I feel even better about that pick now. <laughs> okay. Jeff? I am going to go for the win here with Clayton Kershaw. Trying to give me the starts. <laughs> yeah. He has the one injury stint, but otherwise it's been perfect because he rode on the airplane and hurt his back or whatever it was last year. So He's probably will... going to have to ride some airplanes this year, though. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that's Australia, I've been convinced that Clayton Kershaw has been hurt for two years. I'm constantly seeing signs that he's hurt. <laughs> and then uh, like three weeks later, I'm like, geez, it's, it's weird. He's, he's still pitching well, but he's clearly hurt. Like I thought he was, I thought he got hurt like two years ago and I've just been waiting for it to all fall apart. So bad pick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We're taking all the aces that everyone loves, so people are going to be mad at us if something bad happens to them. They will not be <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> Nobody will be mad if I jinx Jorge De La Rosa. Or my my next pick, CJ Wilson. <laughs> okay. All right. Mike Drop. <laughs> are you confident that CJ Wilson is good enough to make starts? Yeah, I don't I I think CJ Wilson has got uh, perhaps the highest ratio of job security to velocity in the game. <laughs> what about Jared Weaver? He's probably even higher. I know. Yeah, well, Jared <laughs> Weaver, though, I don't feel like is ever healthy anymore. But C.J. Uh-huh. Wilson never gets hurt. Hmm. Yeah. CJ, well, come on, you guys. C.J. Wilson, good pick. <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> All right. Well done, Randy. It is Randy's best pick so far. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so I will go ahead and go with Bumgarner. I know he had the the big increase last year and. It, there's a weird one. I've used this term before, but uh, double-edged sword with his velocity increase at the end of the year. On the one hand, he was healthy enough to throw harder in October than he had the whole rest of the year. But at the same time, it increases that kinetic toll. So 
I am a little bit worried, obviously, more so than I would be if he hadn't made the postseason. But everything else taken away, he would have been the number one pick, uh, non-Dickey division. So that those extra innings, they push him down, but not far enough uh, for me to not draft him. Hmm. Your your choices, your rationale sounds so technical. Mine is like, well, he's, <laughs> he's pitched a lot. He's, does, he's 28. <laughs> he doesn't throw that hard. And you're all like kinetic chain and elbow drag. <laughs> What else am I supposed to do? That's that's all I paid. <laughs> that's yeah, that's why you're here, I guess. All right. Um Ben, you didn't call Tom House before the draft. <laughs> Scout for information. I called all my picks personally just to see how their elbows are feeling. Did you you do have a history of uh <laughs> of emailing of emailing scouts in anticipation <laughs> of our drafts. So what did Kylie McDaniel tell you <laughs> I did not email any scouts in preparation for this. I I did get Jeff's list of injury guys, but that was unrelated. That was before I knew that we were doing this draft. All right. Um, but you have the full list, don't you? Even I've got everything. I've got everything yeah, that you know. All of your secrets. <laughs> He's uh-huh. got the list you're putting out next week. <laughs> um, okay. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna go with a guy who's pretty high on Jeff's list. He is. Probably a younger guy than I've taken thus far. Uh, Willie Peralta, who is 25, who has not had an injury other than some day-to-day stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's that's why I'm taking him. Ben, you can't use the list of the guy you invited to the (laughs) podcast. This is awful. I, I can't unlearn what I know. I know who's going to be hurt this year. I can't. can't. You know how, yes, you can. You know how you do it? No. You get a spreadsheet, you number everything one to 100, and then you (laughs) go to a random number generator. You can't use his list, Ben. You brought him on to be the guy with the list. Yeah, well, there are multiple guys with the list. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Jeff. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's fine. I was actually kind of expecting both of you to steal from it, so I am um, <laughs> do a little extra work here. So that was <laughs> all right. You're up, Jeff. I will take Jordan Lyles. He does have one injury um, hit knock on him, but it was just because of a player collision. It wasn't really an arm issue. He's got quite a few starts. I, he's just going to keep throwing in Colorado, and he's already thrown about three full seasons. So I'll just keep um. I'll take him and doesn't seem to have an issue right now. Doesn't throw real hard. So I'm sure Doug has something against him, but um, I'll go with him for right now. (laughs) Doug, do you have something against him? Uh, I am a little worried about how many starts he's going to make just because I think performance could be an issue with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Mechanically, I I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I I think that, you know, balance wise, he's fine. Repetition is a big issue. And I'd actually be curious uh, to find like, like if I sing my report card stuff, Look at the repetition guys, because uh, to me that's recruiting different muscle groups, and that could be an issue. I give him a 35 out of you know, on the 2080 scale for repetition, and mm-hmm. to me that's a potential risk factor. But again, I haven't run the numbers on that, so I'd be curious to get your take on it, Jeff. Yeah, you guys should get together after third, because I would actually be interested in that too. You should put those two things together and see if there's something interesting there. Um, sure. All right, uh, I'm. Uh, I was worried that this guy was going to get to me, but I'm going to take Cole Hamels. You guys want to tell me how bad that pick is or how good it is? I love it for the same reason that I like the Ian Kennedy. <laughs> you know, he's working with Tom House. <laughs> oh, what do you know? Yeah, yeah, he's he's the back, he actually wrote the forward the to my back, book. He's doing the back stretches. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's been working with Tom since high school. He's a San Diego guy. Uh, he was on the cover of the book that I wrote with Tom. Like, I'm a big Hamels guy. I, I like his delivery. I like his uh, what he does preparation wise. The biggest scare, obviously, is just the number of pitches he's thrown at this point. But uh, other than that, I, I like it. It's so weird if a guy pitches and uh, throws a lot of innings and stays healthy, you go, oh, well, he's proven it. He's going to stay healthy. <laughs> and then, like, four seconds later, you're like, but that's a lot of pitches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why there's that sweet spot. I think everyone I've taken is between the ages of 25 and 29. Uh, that's not by accident. Mm. Oh, well, not counting Dickie, but yeah. That's... <laughs> just like, just like Jorge De La Rosa. No, <laughs> he's actually you know. much older than that. No, it's, I'm kidding. He's much older than that. <laughs> All right. All right, Doug, you're up. I'll take uh, Dallas Keuchel with the next one. Mm-hmm. Expecting okay. to get a lot of PT and uh, low velocity. Dig it. Okay. Uh, all right. I don't know where to go with this next pitch. I think I will take. I think I'll take uh, John Lester. I don't know why. Just going with John Lester. All right. <laughs> why not? He's so healthy. He's really proven it. He never gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but he has thrown a lot of pitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not particularly high on the list, going off the list. But um, yeah, I don't know the usual reasons. No DL stint since 2011. Makes lots of starts. Is good. John Lester. Who can who can be against him? Mm-hmm. All right, Jeff. I'm gonna go off the list again for a weak thrower and take Jared Weaver. Mm. Ah, interesting. Interesting. The guy who Sam just said is always hurt. Yeah, but it's never it's never hurt like that. It's like he's like always got dead arm. Well, dead arm is fine. Right. Exactly. He's okay. Uh, it's a good pick. Why not? Yeah, I'd take yeah. Jared Weaver. Is it just a, a velocity slash Angels velocity. rotation pick or what? Yeah, generally been healthy. He's. Um, I don't think the elbow's going out, and he'll give me a lot of starts. Is where I stand with him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what? This is last round, right? Uh, no, I'm finishing up the. Oh, yes, right, right, right. Okay, go ahead. All right, I'm taking Henderson Alvarez. Okay. Why did you laugh I... at that? What's <laughs> funny about Henderson? No, there's nothing funny about Henderson Alvarez. Every pick is funny because it's decided <laughs> by a random number generator. You know, he. I had to go. I had to actually go with. Uh, I had to go off the list because Randy <laughs> gave me Rick Porcello. Oh. Huh. Man, Randy is all over our picks. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So now, right, so seriously, if you put my six picks against any of yours, like that, we're completely within the margin of error with each other. There's no other than De La Rosa. De La Rosa is the one guy, but I mean, it's not like even he has any arm problems. Anibal round one. Oh yeah, Anibal. That's true. <laughs> but Anibal's a shoulder, right? It's all been shoulder stuff. Yeah, well, that's not good. I'd prefer no stuff. I would be the best. I know, but uh, you know, you get 15 starts and no Tommy John. It's better than getting, 15, you know, 30 starts and Tommy John. Yeah, although I, I mean, what are the odds that uh, what are the odds that that any of us gets a Tommy John? Like, how many? There are what you know, 35 Tommy Johns in a season, something like that. There've already been seven or eight, something like that. So you don't count the ones that have already been because we're going to go through. Right, 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 right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So. So, yeah, so we're picking 28 pitchers out of, I don't know how many guys make starts, but but what are the odds that we even get a Tommy John somewhere? You're right. This is a dumb draft. Let's start this show over. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. 
You guys want to talk about attendance? <laughs> you guys think baseball's dying? <laughs> um, but it's okay. It'll be exciting when someone gets one in a terrible way. All right, Doug, last round. All right. Uh, my last pick is going to be Lance Lynn. He fits that age range that I've been looking at, and uh, he has a perfectly clean injury history. So I'm going to go with Lynn. Okay. Um, all right. I am going to take Sonny Gray for the usual reasons. Although I guess he hasn't been around that long or that established, but I'll go with Sonny Gray. Jeff? I'll probably also take a less established guy. A little bit worried, but he doesn't throw hard is um, the other wood, Alex mm. Wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alex Wood. He's a... Uh... He's on the list. Uh, I got a little bit of a tricky one. I have a, you know, I still have my one veto. And um, <laughs> if I don't use it now, I'm never going to use it. The thing is that I got Matt Kane, mm. and he, I don't know enough about what his elbow injury was last year. And uh, I guess I, I, I guess none of you have to help me. But is there any insight? It's like, should I take Matt Cain or should I give another spin? I mean, who knows what another spin might give me? I think you have to be worried with any elbow injury, potential recurrence. But I do think that people are, are getting a little too worried about Matt Cain, his specific case. Um, so his surgery was to remove bone spurs and bo- bone chips. So it's uh, in the I think it was the bone spur. I, I forget which one it was, but one of them. Oh, it's the bone chips been around for like 10 years and he was just kind of pain he dealt with so he finally had that uh taken care of so i'm not as worried as if it was some other aspect with the elbow but you're always worried when someone has a you know a previous injury to an elbow even if it's just a cleanup like that uh, all right I, that was not clear advice uh, <laughs> you're welcome i'm good put, at that just veto put put your stamp on this draft all right, I veto, and it's okay. Jorge De La Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm doing it again. Oh, so you veto, and you he just reselects again. So you don't you don't get to pick your own guy. No goodness, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, on, I'm gonna pick again. Uh, Andrew Kashner. I don't like that. Oh, no, that's, that's you guys probably, gave me bad advice. That's a downgrade. <laughs> yeah. But so it goes. At least, uh, How, at does, least does he work? Does he work with uh, Tom House? Eddie Tom House going on there? Uh, not that I know of, but hey, he's in San Diego, so there's a chance. Yeah, that's why I asked. Um, okay, well, all right. Probably not high on the list. <laughs> um, might not even be on the list. Might have, uh, I'm a big Cashner guy, but he wasn't on my list. Printer Everyone's might have run out of ink before it got to Cashner. <laughs> <laughs> Second on the list, Bartolo Colon for oh, you guys, most most injury. One. There's literally no chance. There's literally zero chance Bartolo Colon would get a Tommy John. Literally, how did you guys not take him? <laughs> he's, he's Why wouldn't the, you take he's him? The second highest injury risk on the list. Oh, oh, he's on that he's the, side of the list. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Johan Santana and then Bartolo Colon. <laughs> There's also those zero chance that Bartolo Colon would get Tommy John. You don't zero. think he could come back and pitch at 43? I don't think that I don't think he would. He I think if to, he, he went to get weird blood treatments in Germany or something. That's how much he wants to pitch. When he was thirty six. And plus weird blood treatments in Germany, dude, that's 
Everybody does that. That's like called being in college. <laughs> that's not Tommy John surgery. That's that's fun. That's getting the good stuff. <laughs> All right. We done here? I'm done. Okay. <laughs> so we have determined which pitchers will be saved and which will not, which will be doomed. Sorry, guys, who didn't get drafted. And I guess we will reconvene in a year. And we'll see how we did in you guys can do some research about mechanics and, and injury risk in the time being, and we can do this again next year, and you can pick even more accurately. And this will probably be tracked on the Effectively Wild page on Facebook. There's a file section that links to a Google Doc with every draft we have ever done, maintained by John Chenier, the official statistician of Effectively Wild. So you can check there. Not, not, not that this is a particularly hard one to keep track of. So thank you for playing, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks again. All right. So Doug is on Twitter at Doug underscore Thorburn. You can read him at Baseball Prospectus. Jeff is on Twitter at Jeff W. Zimmerman. You can find him at Fangrass and Royals Review and Hardball Times sometimes. Excellent analysis to check out. Please support our sponsor, the Baseball Reference Play Index, by going to Baseball Reference and subscribing using the coupon code BP to get the discounted price of $30 on a one-year subscription. And that's it for today. We will be back tomorrow. I, that balance work. I guess, I mean, 300 points, that, that kills you, right? Yeah, you don't, so you that's, don't have Tommy John. Yeah. Don't, don't draft Tommy Johns. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing the point. <laughs>